We put a real high priority on going through the process up front, which we think we do a great job at. And then once we make the investment, we do not micromanage, and that's never our intention. Having said that, we don't just write the check and walk away either. We always try to be helpful and consultative in ways where we can, mostly around funding and structure and valuations, etc. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today at Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this month's Cannabis Investor Spotlight series with Jeff Howard from Saveo Capital. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you, Dan? Thanks for having me. I'm great. It's good to have you on the show. Two things that jump out at me about your approach to investing, and they're somewhat contradictory on the surface. To start with, you have a reputation of being very, very thorough due diligence process, and some have even referred to as almost institutional grade due diligence. But once you invest, then you give the uh, entrepreneur a lot of latitude. You give them a lot of freedom to make decisions. You're not like looking over their shoulder the whole time. Again, it's kind of contradictory. Right. I'd say let's start off with the due diligence. Why so intense, especially for the early stage companies? Yeah, so great questions. That kind of is what kind of started Salveo Capital. Officially launched in 2016, traditionally structured venture capital fund, Chicago-based that's 100% exclusively focused on cannabis, plant touching, and ancillary. So in the lead up to launching the fund officially in 2016, it's early days today. It was even earlier then. Yeah. So, you know, significantly earlier and significantly different environment. So 2016, we saw a need for real institutional like capital and institutional type diligence because it was early stage and early days. And obviously, from a regulatory perspective, this is not something that any investor has ever dealt with trying to navigate that with the potential upside of the market. So that was kind of what we identified as a problem for the industry and one that we wanted to fix. And so based on our mutual backgrounds and pedigrees, et cetera, that's what we think we brought to the table then and now. In addition to that, being in the industry for the amount of time we have with some legwork considerably done before official launch, what most people have come to realize is the industry doesn't lack deal flow. So there's a massive amount of deal flow. So you have to have a filter and you have to have a process. So we put a real high priority on going through the process up front, which we think we do a great job at. And then once we make the investment, we do not micromanage. And that's never our intention. Having said that, we don't just write the check and walk away either. We always try to be helpful and consultative in ways where we can, mostly around funding and structure and valuations, et cetera. Yeah, one thing I wanted to jump in here was when you said structure, which I think is sometimes, especially with early stage, I know that was something that when we spoke before, you said the company governance and how companies are set up is so critical, especially right. for later stage. And you make sure that that's all taken care of in the early days right. so that down the road, we don't have to back up. I thought that was really important. Yeah, so thanks. That is the structure I was referring to is corporate governance. 
because this industry just is what it is. And there's many reasons for it going from an an illicit market to, in many ways, a gray market to a, a fully transparent regulated market, which is where it's headed. There's a lot of business that evolves over time and the people in the business evolve over time, et cetera. So I think the one thing that this industry has lacked and still does lack is corporate governance and the way boards are structured. And I understand why it hasn't gotten to that point. It hasn't needed to up until this point. Now, where we're at in this point, it's still, again, very early days, but you have companies listing, publicly traded. You can't attract institutional capital without the right corporate governance. And, mm-hmm. and we believe getting that set up the right way early will save a lot of pain for not only the company them- themselves, but for, for all the investors as well. So yeah. we- like you said, it's okay, it might be a little difficult in the beginning to go through your process, but there's method to the madness. You're getting stuff in place through the due diligence. You're getting a lot of this stuff in place so that when you make the investment, these guys are off the races. I didn't want to even imply that you just handed them the money and then you walked away. But I like the fact that you give them latitude to make decisions on their own, to run their company. They're bringing the special sauce. The last thing they need is another cook in the kitchen. I think that that's good that you've make it an environment where they can really continue to excel. Yeah, they continue to excel and we're helpful where we need to be helpful and where they want us to be helpful. Most importantly, probably what we do is make introductions to not only other companies in our portfolio that can be helpful and synergistic, but just other industry contacts that we have. I'm looking at your website and there's a few of the portfolio companies that we've had on the show. Coda Signatures, SC Labs, Baker, a couple of those have gone on to raise additional funding and that's where they need you in their corner because right. you can give them the guidance as they either, whether it's in Baker's case where it was a huge merger, I mean, I'm sure they needed people, like I said, in their corner, giving them the guidance. No, for sure. And guidance on terms and guidance on what we would consider would be the right valuation versus comparable comp set. And then also guidance on knowing the right investors or being a part of the right syndicate and bringing the right people into a deal, I think is also very important. And so, you know, we try to do that as well for companies that we feel strongly about. Yeah, because it's not just always about the money. There is a lot of deal flow, as you said, but there's also a lot of money racing to get into this. Yeah, money's important, but if you get the wrong person on your cap table, that could just mess it up for everybody. Right. It it could, and it has in, in many cases, it not only ruins the company generally financially, but also culturally, it could have a, a devastating impact. So n- not all money is good money. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure there's a bunch of entrepreneurs out there right now and saying, I just, I just need the check. I just need the check. But sometimes you end up being sorry in the long run. Let's talk about from an investor standpoint, if somebody wants to invest in one of your funds, what are the restrictions? Yeah, so it has to be an accredited investor, not much other than that. And so I would say backing up from us at Salveo, always happy to talk to prospective investors about, but this market and how quickly it changes up, down, indifferent, regulatory, et cetera, I would say it's just to any investor. So this is kind of gets back to Salveo. But the point is, is that you have to be diversified in this particular vertical, in this particular space. So you can't expect you're going to have the one or two or three or four or five publicly market traded cannabis stocks and, and you're going to hit a home run or in the same way, 
in the private space as well. You have to have a considerable amount of coverage across the entire spectrum with a good diversified portfolio. So whether you do that privately through a fund like Salveo, which talking my own book, think is beneficial because this is what we do every day, or or folks think that they have the time and bandwidth to create a portfolio on their own. I do believe in this environment at the stage that this market is, that that's the more prudent risk management type of thing I would do. I think most people would agree with you at this stage in the industry, it's it's dire for the casual investor. I mean, the stock market was, has been really rough on people. Correct. And if you just go out to try to pick winners, most of the time the, the good deals are already picked over by guys like you. And it's tough for private offices to find the good deals. That's it. And we still believe in the private market. Like, obviously not all that bullish. Like, Everybody else isn't bullish on the public market at the time being. So I think it's better to be private. I think we get a good look at most, if not all, the good deals. And valuations are just totally different. Most times private versus public. Now that spread is is coming down quite a bit as a result of what's going on in the public market. But that spread will widen again. And by the time retail you know, wakes up and wants to buy a cannabis stock in Canada or even OTC or something in the U.S., like... And that's usually when the trade's over. And so until, unfortunately, like we saw in Canada, generally it doesn't work out. There are opportunities, but they have to be selective and you have to really do your homework and research in the space. It's not like the green rush that everybody makes it out to be. It is that, but there's also a risk associated with it. Well, you need to have some experience now and you need to have a network in the industry and you need to basically live in the industry in order to do what you're talking about. Well, we've been speaking with Jeff Howard from Silveo Capital, and we will have all his contact information on the MJ Bulls website. So if you're raising capital, I'm sure he would love to see your deck. And if you're an investor and you want more information, you can just contact Jeff directly. But Jeff, thanks for being on the show. Great, Dan. I appreciate you having me. It was a good conversation, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Chicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.